So welcome everyone to Carving a New Path. My name is Andrea Hyland and I am the host of this show. And today is, I think it's episode 33. I just realized I forgot to write that down, um, but it, it's conscious self-evolution, activate your life purpose. And I, before Karen Porter and I start having a conversation about conscious self-evolution, I just want to say that this podcast began in 2020 in response to all the change that people were experiencing. And it just kept coming up for me that we were all carving a new path. And that, so I started inviting guests to have conversation about what it looked like when something changed in their lives. And they had, they were listening to their inner voice and then birthing new ways of being in the world. So right now, this show is more about talking about resources also that are that are part of this. And Karen Porter and I are doing a series of 10 shows. Today is the third show in this series. And we're going to, yes, it is number three, and we are going to talk about conscious self-evolution and highlight some of the codes in Barbara Marks Hubbard's book, 52 Codes for Conscious Self-Evolution, that I was just trying to think. I mean, I know that the beta testing came out in 2006. I forget when I, I could go look up when this book came out, but it's, you know, it's been around for mm -hmm. 18, I'm up now. 18 years and it was built and it was born out of thir three decades of work. 2011. Okay. 2011. That's the current edition. If you were mm -hmm. interested in going to Amazon and getting the current one. So um, yeah, before I say something about the code of the day, Karen, do you have anything you would like to say to the listeners? Glad to be here. Um, it's, this is fun. This is, uh, it's, uh, sort of a cross between gymnastics and, uh, a playing with abandon, you know, it's, this is fun. Fabulous. And for anyone who doesn't know, Karen did a blog talk radio show probably back in 2011, 2012, where you really went into each one of these codes. So we are in 2024, going back to revisit it. And in the show page, there's a link to my blog, because these articles that were kind of presencing were things that I wrote for On Purpose Woman magazine. Um that started a year ago, actually. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's dive in. Code six is where we are. Ooh. We're not talking about all 52 codes because we're only doing 10 shows around this, but this is... For now. For now. Who knows? You know, and there's all kinds of evolutionary things, you know, with all the transformation that's going to happen this year with things falling apart and things being built in 2024, it's good to look at this because here's the thing, evolution is happening all the time, whether you want it to or not. So when you add consciousness to it, then you can actually listen to 
how you're being guided along the path. And that's why we tell stories and use examples. So code six is choose ideas which activate more of your life purpose, creativity, joy, and lovingness of others. And in the article, um, I the story that I told was another part of the Jonas Brothers. When my daughter and I went to 45 concerts one summer, we went to a total of 78 concerts in like three or four years. And that, that summer we went to 45. And, you know, part of it was when I had the flash of the idea, which is code six, it can seem crazy to people. So sometimes these flashes of ideas that we have, people are like, huh, what? Why are you doing that? Or how are you doing? And sometimes that's actually the evolutionary impulse. Like something comes and you go, oh my gosh, that it actually makes sense to me that we would do that. And so in the article, I wrote this, how do you know if an idea you hold is true or not? So when you have that, aha, how do you know? And and actually, I think Barbara had those words or, or something close to it in this chapter. And a couple of things that she talks about at this step are, one, trust your intuitive knowing. Like there's a part of you that knows when you get a flash of an idea, whether or not it is crazy for you to be, to be doing that, you know, um, and then choose the thoughts that you think. So you are holding this vision of this flash of an idea. And then the universe is responsive to requests. So asking for guidance or what's the next step being that's part of the consciousness. And then metaphysical beliefs are becoming evolutionary choices in real time. So holding that vision, that belief that this this idea could come into being and that you don't have to figure out the steps, then it's being held in a way that you're conscious and listening and ready when the guidance comes. All right. So all there we go. I just stirred the pot a little bit. What What's coming up for you, Karen? Oh, so much. Um, actually, I took some notes. So if you see me, you know, glancing down. Sure. Uh, hey, I have notes too. So, yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> got that in common. Uh -huh. um, the, I think that the, the, the big thing for me with this one is about choice and that it's always a choice. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, you can be happy or miserable. It's always a choice. You can fill your life purpose um, or strive to do that or ignore it. It's a choice. You have the power. And the <sighs> I think for me, uh, one of the the big lessons is uh, just being gentle with myself when I'm not ready to make the choice and I do a little sabotaging or ignore it for a while and wait it to you know wait for it to come back and smack me again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being patient with self is um, is really important. Being gentle with self is really important. But the this choice is the key. Um, and there's there's just so much power in that. You know, we we create our lives. We create our reality. And I think further on in the, the um, uh, chapter, Barbara talks about thoughts mm-hmm. and how basically, you know, thoughts create your reality. So, you know, it's like, whoa, I am thinking, okay, Greg Braden, uh, Wayne Dyer, Albert Einstein, you know, they all talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, in fact, Einstein is great. I, and he, he's been popping up more for me. Um, and that you basically have the choice to uh, decide what your either life is full of miracles or um, nothing is a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's a miracle or nothing's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And again, it's your perspective it's your choice on how to look at something. Um, when I was doing um, teaching the parent prep class for couples who were adopting kids out of orphanages, one of the big things that I talked about was reframing. Mm-hmm. And um, one story uh, was, <laughs> you know, Anton was a happy camper. He was home six weeks before I had to go back because Sasha's paperwork wasn't done. So I had to go back and get Sasha, came back again or two weeks later. And then, and then it's like, you know, it's like, Anton's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. right. And it's just, he kept looking at, at the, a little life book that I had made for him and he kept looking at it. So it had a lot of pictures of him in Russia and then mm-hmm. the apartment where, you know, he was just playing and being a little cat and, you know, all, all these wonderful things. And so, yeah, with Sasha, it was just like, uh, no, I didn't sign up for this. <clears throat> and I, you know, he, he declared to me, um, cause Sasha and I both came home really, really sick. Aww. Um, and it, it was not a, a, a good time. Um, but you know, Anton got fed up and he said, Anton, go back baby home. <laughs> and it's like really you'd rather go back to the orphanage than stay here mm-hmm. uh, so when i finally calmed down um and you know talked to some friends and it's like okay well have him expound upon that so as much as he could so we we looked at the book together and he was pointing you know at like the good times in the the apartment so you know he wanted that you know, he was the center of the universe. He was, you know, enjoying life probably for the first time since he could remember. And, you know, he wanted to have fun again. Um, so as far as reframing goes, I could say, oh, I'm a horrible mother. I got sick. My child's not happy. Mm-hmm. Or I could choose to say, I have been such an incredible mother that I've created this fabulously safe space for Anton to get angry and, and express his anger. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, again, choice, 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 mm-hmm. you know, look at it this way, look at it that way. 
Um, yeah, that, so anyhow, I'll throw it back to you for a while. Well, yeah, and one of the things that it brought up for me also was that, like, at this stage when you've got a flash of an idea, things are starting to move forward, you can see a, a path, maybe the next steps, that part of it is also planting seeds by asking questions and waiting for answers to come because you don't really know what the timing is going to be. And you're 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 on the yellow brick road at this point and you don't know where there are going to be hurdles. You don't know um, what it's gonna look like when the sun comes out. And I was thinking about how even knowing that you were adopting both of the boys from an orphan orphanages in Russia, that when Sasha's, when the paperwork wasn't ready and you came back to the United States and then you went back, you could have gotten all caught up in why is this happening? What are, what are the thoughts I've done to create this thing? Like there can be a lot of doubt, spinning of wheels and everything. And the more that you can stay grounded, stay connected, ask questions, take the next action step, which was get on the plane and come back to the United States and continue to work with the paperwork that needed to be done and go back when when it was time but you were you weren't like stuck in a spiral of i've got to know what all the answers are next i've got to know exactly when this is going to be happening and i feel like that's part of being in the process of what's happening you know and that that can happen also you know, like, let's say you're a person who does vision boards and you have a vision for your life this year and you've got photos up there and things aren't happening. Part of this is also listening and trusting the process because maybe you're being directed in another way. And, and it's like, no, but I put that up on the vision board. It's like, but listen to actually what answers are coming. Because the things start to appear, um, you know, I mean, I remember a simple thing of like I'd been living in a house for almost a year with a group of people and I wasn't sure if we were going to continue to live with each other. And I just got this flash one day of um, it's time to move. And so then I was like, okay, it's time to move. Are we all moving together? Where am I moving? You know, da, da, da. when is it happening? Da, da, da. And so the guidance was really go about your day to day as if you're moving. What would you need to do? And I decided to go through everything that was in my room. And I had a small storage unit and I was like, okay, the lease is, is up in two months. If I knew I was moving, I'd really like to go through everything that's in the storage unit. And I ended up getting rid of like eight bags of clothes and I don't know, 10 bags of or 10 boxes of paper or something. But I just started cleaning house and preparing as if I was moving. And then it was a month later, I found out 
that we weren't going to be able to renew our lease. And then that was the conversation. You know, So I was ready to move at that point. I just didn't know where. So then I waited for the next set of answers to come and decided, right. like I had the inspiration to live on the road for a year and go visit Heal My Voice authors in different parts that led me through California and to New York and Maryland and then Sweden. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so like I would not have plotted that whole thing out. And matter of fact, it's like being able to be detached and tuning in and listening and trusting the process. So, but it just, it, when you were telling the story about the boys and the orphanage and the, the delay that came up also was you can get caught up in trying to force something to happen in a certain way instead of actually following what's there. And again, you're still tuning in and listening, right? Still trusting the process. You're not doing something that is going to bring harm to you um, and staying connected. Yeah. Following that, um intuition or knowing um when you talked about the delay it's like i can't i i really lost track of how many times i it just was proven to me over and over again that they just needed time they their brains needed stimulation they needed you know they just needed to catch up mm -hmm. um and uh, you know because a, a concept like addition or subtraction that would be like uh, you know like i was speaking greek to them um would like maybe a couple weeks later like click and everything would just fall into place and well it's like of course you know who didn't know that mm -hmm. um yeah so that i when you were talking about taking the one step and not thinking, yeah, that's it. It's just like, take one step, take one step, take one step. And then sometimes those steps are going to take you on like the staircase in Hogwarts. That, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> right. direction, you know, yeah. so you didn't know by taking that one step, you were going to be end up in Sweden. Right. You know, by going through the storage unit, you know, yeah. And you didn't know. And, you know, you, yeah. So, but the, trusting that yeah the, this is this is one step this is a i feel good about this step or i i feel maybe i could do a different kind of step or maybe i need to sidestep mm -hmm. um but yeah the the one step at a time uh, is again a choice mm -hmm. you know you choose um yeah the whole the thoughts are things and you know basically your thoughts create your reality for you um, just kept coming up when I was uh, thinking about the, the, this code um, and how uh, you do create um, by, by your beliefs, you create your reality. Um, when, uh, Wayne Dyer wrote a book, uh, Believing is Saying, or you'll, you'll, you'll see it when you believe it, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's uh, there, <laughs> talk about your brick walls. Um, I, I tried to, I tried to work that Wayne Dyer magic with my dad 
um because he was he was just a really sad guy in the final years of his life um but he he was said yeah i have one of those five days headaches you know i i always get a five day headache and it's you know my life's going to be miserable for the next five days basically with this, this subtext mm-hmm. and it's like dad why don't you start telling yourself you have a two-day headache <laughs> <laughs> right yeah well, like that, that's just ridiculous <laughs> Look at how powerful he was. He he believed that so strongly, and then there right. manifested hmm. time and time again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Well, oh, you, the, the well, other thing that yeah. um uh that uh, another thing that um, Einstein said is I must be willing to give up what I am in order to become what I will be. Mm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, making room for the new. Yeah, I don't. The story that you tell about yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell it anymore. Mm -hmm. Tell a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just call me your Majesty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) on with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it and it also is, uh, you know, when I uh, I'll just stay on the living house free it it's been nine almost 10 years now that that's been happening and it's looked differently i mean you could say actually that i have three home bases one in seattle with you and david one Mm in los angeles where one of my daughters is and that i either do pet sitting or stay in an Airbnb when I'm here. My mailbox is here. My small storage unit is here. And then um, one, now that one of my daughters has a home with a room for me in her home, and I have one, almost two grandchildren in that particular home, I'll actually have four grandchildren by the, by July. Um, So, the you know that you i want to say that in the 9 almost 10 years there have been times where i've thought that i should do something differently or i thought it should be different and yet each time that i really tuned in and listened cuz i know that there was a point where i thought you know what i'm really ready to have my own place and i i started to question, is that really true? And so what I did was I um, signed up for three trusted house sitting gigs that were in different parts of Los Angeles and that they were all like five to seven days. And so it meant that I would arrive, I'd get settled, I'd get to know the pet. I'd figure out where the grocery store was. I'd set up my office in the, since I do all these online things, I'd set up my office and then it'd be like, okay, I fully live there. And then boom, switch to the next place. And it's like, take buses, Ubers across the city, learn a whole new routine, new animal, new home. And then after doing that, on the third time I was standing at a light. And again, I was just tuning in, like, 
Am I looking at different parts of LA that I'd like to live in? I'm not really sure why I'm being guided to all these things, but it feels right. It feels like the next step in the evolution. And then I was standing at the light and all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to get my own place right now. What I wanted was to go someplace where I could bring like three suitcases full of my stuff and fully unpack and just spend the time with an animal or two and live in that one place and go through things and enjoy some of my physical tchotchke things that I still had to set up my life that way. And so then I got on Trusted House Sitters and I found one right next to the Washington Arboretum. So it was in a part of Seattle that I hadn't really explored and wanted to. I knew you and David were there close. And so it was like, oh, I have my my friends and family here. I have my own place. Uh, my mother came out to visit. I had the pets. I had my routine. I had some other friends that I visited. I had. I was writing my book. I was coaching people. So it's like I set up my life in one space that was like my home. And once that time was over, I was like ready to go spend time in your home, spend time in back in LA, spend time back in Baltimore and then New York. So these things that we're led to, it's not about controlling the process. It's about tuning in to this aha that leads you to the next step in your evolution. Because when you are holding on to it has to be a certain way, it has to look a certain way. You know, part of my thinking I need to have a, my own place is because that's normal that people do that, especially now that I'm 67, it's like, no, you're supposed to have that one place. And maybe someday I will, and it will make sense. Right now, I'm going back to places that I really love and feeling anchored. And and then, you know, so that was the other thing at this step is that you want to have practices that help you stay grounded. That could be meditation, walking in nature, knitting, journal writing, chanting, you know, and 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 groundedness can also be the day-to-day things like cooking, washing dishes, taking a shower, you know, just staying tuned in and living living your life. Right. Yeah. So any mm-hmm. thoughts? Yeah, I'm just gonna breathe gonna breathe that in for yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to jump back into Einstein. Sure. Okay. Um, inspiration is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Hmm. Wait, say it, read that again. Okay. Inspiration or no imagination. It's my handwriting. Mm-hmm. Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Mm. again thoughts become things mm-hmm. you imagine something and it happens and an idea pops in that uh-huh. you didn't even think about and there it is i mean because there was a point 
where you had didn't have a thought about adopting two sons from Russia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something popped in to that. I don't know. Maybe you had it. I would. I would imagine from our conversations that it wasn't something like you put it up on your vision board for it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's that something crossed your path, or an idea came. And then you knew. So it's like there's there's a vision that we hold in our imagination. And then there's the tuning in where the universe begins to give you ideas and mm-hmm. answers to questions that you've had that you didn't have the answer to. And you didn't even right. maybe didn't even know you had a question. Right. About I know it was that that was a really interesting it was an interesting time societally and um uh living in Baltimore City um when uh it was kind of clear that you know adoption was the option for us if we wanted to have a family um going through social services that was before Clinton Bill Clinton um, uh, signed the um, bill about, uh, you know, that uh, allowing and uh, or that you could not exclude someone from being a parent racially. Hmm. Um, And before that, uh, you know, social workers, the whole social work system was for placing like child with Mm. Uh, like parents um you know i remember the conversation and it's like with you know biracial child is fine um mm. uh, you know a, a, a totally different race child is fine um and then they say oh well you know, uh, you know a, a black baby will never be placed in your home and i said well what about an a, one a mixed baby a baby that has one white parent we'll find a biracial couple to place that child in yeah um so uh we had you started the uh, private adoption route and signed up with uh, catholic charities for our home study and they you know put out a a call you know and remember the headline looking for pioneers mm-hmm. as this russia program was going to be opening mm. so we we went and uh, you know to the talk and okay sounded good signed up mm-hmm. and in our uh, you know there were a couple home study groups and and I was the the first parent to go so uh, yeah that was uh, seeking pioneers interesting mm-hmm. isn't it one foot in front of the other and so it's like asking questions taking some steps and then waiting for answers to come that you didn't even know were going to be options. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Cause that Russia wasn't open right. when we first started looking yeah. to adopt. So yeah, who knew, but you know, again, it's, you take the step, you take the step, you take the step without worrying about where you're going to end up and just sure. knowing that, yeah, this is a good step to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that maybe there's something you you want to do, and there's um, 
you know, a door is closed at this point and you hold the vision to see how this is going to evolve and what it, what else it could turn into. Right. I want to just say two mm-hmm. other things too, is that one, find people, trusted people <laughs> or groups who you know and believe in you and your intuition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Set boundaries. Do not explain your crazy idea to anyone, especially naysayers. And if there's, you know, if you feel like there are people in your life who are just pushing you for some kind of answers, then come up with some short response and continue that. Um, you know, I know for for me, uh with the Jonas brothers, when I would tell people and they would just be like, well, how are you going to do that? Or how are you going to afford that? Or what? I came up with some short answer, like, well, we need a fresh start. And this is going to give us time to figure out where we want to live because I was already in the process of selling my house Mm -hmm. and my husband had died and, and my daughter and I both felt like we wanted to go to California from Maryland, we weren't sure. So it was like, I didn't want to have a whole lot of conversation about it with people. And mm-hmm. so it was just like, we need a fresh start. This is giving us time to figure out where we want to live. We're going to go to the Jonas Brothers concerts while we do that. And if somebody persisted, be like, that's all I know right now. You know, so don't debate or waste your mm-hmm. precious life force energy on trying to explain things to people who either don't understand the right. the whole conscious self-evolution type of a right. thing, you know, or actually living based on where your intuition is guiding you next. Right. Yeah. Don't argue with those people who have five-day headaches. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You did, you know, no, <laughs> no expl- over explaining apologizing, justifying, none of that. A short answer if if it's someone who's in your life that you feel like you need to say something, but just, and keep repeating the same short answer anytime the conversation mm-hmm. comes up. Yeah, there's it's like name ring serial number. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, my... <laughs> Uh, there's a family thing happening and uh, that one of uh, my family members was uh, uh, like, well, what if, ah, and I, I, my first response was, don't worry. There is always a cover story. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So it's that, that reframing. It's like, okay, with this person, this angle will sound more plausible. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh funny life is funny people are funny don't you think yes Yes. so go on the adventure enjoy the adventure so anything else that you want to share before we close yeah i have another uh quote here for mr einstein he was a busy guy um the world is as we have created it uh oh no the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. Hmm, interesting concept. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. <laughs> mm. So yeah, 
know, it's like, yeah, and, and how and uh like uh, yeah he was really into this conscious evolution stuff and co-creation and all that um yeah but it's like wow think about how many people were kind of uh sort of had one foot in that fifth dimension you know for their whole lives and kind of knew and had to give us, uh, you know, uninitiated people little glimpses, just little tiny, tiny clues and glimpses of what could be, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's just fascinating. You know, it also uh, reminds me of how part of evolving is letting go of the identity that we associate with ourselves. And so it's like that <laughs> you think you know who you are. Mm -hmm. Do not want to give up that identity, even though there may be something you've got an idea to do something that would mean you'd have to let go of that identity. So that's what brings up for me about that quote about the thoughts that you're thinking, but you have to change your thinking. So what's going to change? Part of it is what you think about yourself, what you tell yourself. I, you know, my of like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a certain age, so I'm supposed to live in one place. I'm supposed to right, right. my own home or apartment. Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's like, who says? I mean, my ancestors were, um, uh, what, now I'm drawing a blank on what is nomadic. They were nomadic people. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's in my blood. It's in my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I think, that, let me see. I think it's the code before this one, the fifth code five that talks about um, stepping aside from the ego. Mm -hmm. um, practice letting go of your local self's desire to organize and allow your essential self to guide your actions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can just because I've done it this way for 60 odd years, I don't need to do it that way today. Or just um, because someone tells you at a certain age, you're supposed to do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And like, or because you are a woman or a man that you're supposed to do things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Then you stop listening to what the next step in your evolution is actually calling you to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What if um, it, it's interesting because it just, uh, I think a, a week or so ago, Northern Exposure finally hit streaming services. And so it's on Amazon Prime because um, there were, for years there were copyright problems because of all the music. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like revisiting Sicily, Alaska is like, I yes, I I will create a magical life. Mm. I will create a life where men fly mm -hmm. and dream. You see people dancing out on the lawn, and you know it's an and it doesn't kind of matter how quirky uh, you are from like where you came from. You're accepted here. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's been it's been a really fun, rich um, experience revisiting that again. Oh, I'm so glad to know about that. It's it's yeah. interesting. 
both Karen and I love film and television and storytelling, story writing, books, all of that. Um, the thing that activated me this week was watching on Netflix, The Greatest Night of Pop. Did you see that? Where they It's a documentary about how the song We Are the World was created and recorded and put mm -hmm. out into the world to raise money in 1985 for um, children, well, for people who were starving in Africa. It's a USA, Africa, United Artists. And I just found myself like so activated with hope that, mm -hmm. yes, there's a lot happening in the world right now. And there are people who still believe in we are the world. We Absolutely. are the children. You know, mm -hmm. it's like we're here to give, to help each other that we we not only believe it but we've lived our lives with that as the focus of whether it's volunteering or creating programs and coaching or praying whatever it is we we've lived that we believe that so these things that then activate us to remember right you know remember the other of who we are Right. Yeah, you were you were actually here during the time that I got reactivated by Harry Chapin and uh -huh. and saw the documentary um, about him and was just like re blown away because I, I was such a fan um, back in, I guess, my early 20s, went every every year, Mary, Mary Weather Post Pavilion. Mm. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I was there. Um, but the. The, uh, the I think it's the title of the documentary, but the one thing he always said was, "When in doubt, do something." Yeah, Just yeah. Do and that and that's a really good message to. Um, and maybe we'll end with that, unless there's something else you want to share. But when in doubt, do something because when you're in this point where you've been you've been activated with what might seem like a crazy idea, you've got the flash, you're. Um, letting go of your ego, you are following the steps and you're also waiting because there's some waiting for, for answers here, then do something. And it mm -hmm. doesn't even have to make sense of how it's connected with this, because mm -hmm. I actually believe it will be connected, even if you don't realize whether it's a matter of getting your body in motion or, um, you know, looking out at nature, there's like a squirrel in my window right now. It's like reminding me, yes, that that the the activity, you know, just connecting. Right. Um. Yeah. So, any last words as we close? No, I think that's a good place to end today's discussion. All right, and just to let everyone know that next week we're actually going to do the next code, which is code seven, release. Mm -hmm. Your local minds constant scanning for what needs to be done. So we were just giving you a little preview on that one because these are all interconnected. So anyway, Karen, thank you. Thanks for the conversation. It's really fun to revisit this material with you and bring it in, bring it in yeah. during this year. And thanks to all the listeners who've been here and uh, follow those 
crazy ideas, those flash of ideas. Those and magical ideas. Those magical ideas. You too can create a magical world. And, you sure. know, post <laughs> comments here about ways that, that you're noticing these codes showing up in your life also. Um, and click like on the channel so that you get notifications for the other shows that are coming. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. See you next time. All right. Yes, we will be here.